You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This is Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors, USA. Investigators just wrapped up another update a few minutes ago, and we learned a lot of key information about this case, including charges are expected against the 21-year-old suspect identified as Robert or Bobby Cremo in about an hour and a half. We are expecting an announcement. We also learned that the suspect did have a history with the Highland Park Police Department, including a September 2019 call from the suspect's family member, the suspect's family member telling police that he was threatening to kill everybody, police arrived, they say. They confiscated 16 knives, a dagger, a sword, and they alerted the Illinois State Police. But there are questions then about why, after that incident, the suspect was still able to legally purchase two rifles and several pistols, five firearms in all legally. We also learned today that investigators believe that he planned this attack and had been planning this attack for weeks and he used one of those high powered rifles like an AR-15 to fire upon the crowd at the 4th of July parade from the top of a building in downtown Highland Park. So how does this kind of thing happen? You know, they have all this background information on this shooter. He's insane, basically. He's tried to commit suicide. He threatened to kill other people. They go into his home, and he has tons of knives and was able to buy several weapons because uh, they just didn't do the proper background check. And and, and I, I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> good afternoon. That news is terrible sometime, isn't it? I'm, I've got some good news coming up later, some positive things. But it's really hard when you look at uh, so many of the headlines. I was looking, you know, a lot of places today on Breitbart and and uh, Yahoo News, and of course uh, where we all go to find our meaning in life, Google.com. But um, yeah, I'm Randy Mayfield. It's Wednesday, July 6th. You're listening to Larry Connors USA, and I'm filling in uh, today once again for Larry, and uh, he'll be back and soon, and you guys will be very happy, I know. But thank you, Larry, for allowing me to sit in. We're live right now on KXEN, AM and FM, and streaming live on Larry Connors USA. You just go to rumble.com and enter in the search, one word, Larry Connors USA, and you can listen live or you can go back later and listen to the show uh, at another time at your convenience. You can also go to LarryConnorsUSA.com to listen to previous broadcasts. So we hope you do that and share it with friends. So how are you doing? I hope everybody's doing okay today. Uh, I was driving home yesterday about 4 o'clock, and it was... Uh, 106 on the little thermometer thing in my car, and I thought, that's crazy, and then I looked up at the bank sign, and it was 105, so I was adding an extra degree to my car, I guess, but it was hot. I hope you took care of yourselves. I did find a fan in the studio. If you hear a light humming in the background, I am cool, calm, and collected. It's awesome. So we just heard the bits on uh, the tragedy in the Chicago, the shooting. 70 rounds with a, with a rifle that he had purchased, and, and again, 
I couldn't find anything from the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, like we couldn't yesterday. She hasn't commented yet. Uh, but, you know, this happens almost every night. We'll talk later about how many deaths occurred over the weekend just in Chicago. This was huge and terrible, but that's a normal weekend, maybe even light weekend for what goes on in Chicago. Um, as, as I said before, Chicago has some of the strongest gun laws in the nation, but you have to... I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you track everybody, the mentally ill, those who have made you know public comments on social media. The way the government tracks us and our money and everything else, you'd think they could have those kind of alarms pop up. But I, it didn't. And this guy got by with it, and now he's killed seven people and injured. Now it's in the 50s. It used to be yesterday it was 36 people. It's 54 today, I think. So uh, I, I believe in controlling access to the weapons. I don't believe in cutting them off, but but doing some things that we need to do. And there was another shooting over the weekend in Philadelphia at a, at a July 4th event. Uh, two policemen were shot, thankfully. They weren't killed, so we pray for their full recovery. And, uh, you know, again, our hearts go out to the people of Chicago. They go out to the people of Philadelphia and to the people of St. Louis. I'll talk a little bit later about that as well. We had uh, actually uh, more shootings and deaths in St. Louis than they even had during the July 4th in Chicago. So uh, I'm going to read an article on mass murder in just a second when we come back. But as Larry likes to say at the end of this segment, lock and load, ready on the right. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. We've got some exciting things coming up. We're going to hear from Liz Cheney, and we've got some special guests on today's show. We'll be right back. You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. Your eyes are burning. You're sneezing. It's allergy season. Pollen readings are sky high. Heck, you can even see that yellow powder on everything. So that's also inside your air conditioning ducts. I suggest you call Wellington Environmental. Now, other companies will be glad to do the job. But they're going to come to your home or business, count the air ducts, and begin increasing the cost. In fact, the quoted price might even double. Wellington offers one price, no extras. You'll be charged exactly what Wellington quotes. So this is easy for you. Call 314-644-4930, 644-4930. You will breathe easier. Wellington has a AAA rating with the Better Business Bureau. 314-644-4930-644-4930. Wellington Environmental. Your world cleaner, better, safer. Be well with Wellington. I want you to know something special. John Beal Roofing constantly gives back to the community in so many ways, supporting more charities and good causes than any other local roofing company. Why? It's the right thing to do. Keep that in mind when you need a new roof, plus quality work at the lowest price, guaranteed. John Beal, 1-800-NEW-ROOF, 1-800-NEW-ROOF. I fell into a ring of fire. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, burns, burns. The Ring of Fire, The Ring of Fire. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. (laughs) 
A three-letter word applies here. How? How is it possible to apparently attempt suicide in April 2019 and then in September 2019 scare a family member so bad that they call police and tell authorities you're threatening to kill everyone? How then a few months later can you legally buy an assault rifle and another rifle? The explanation we got is neither of these episodes was deemed bad enough to warrant further action by mental health officials, the police, or the courts. Illinois has among the most strict gun laws in the nation, but those laws require someone to enter an incident in the system, and that apparently did not happen. Didn't I just say that? How could something like that happen? We're going to move on from the, the shooting thing. I want to read something though in just a second, though. But I, I just want to say these July 4th shootings and shootings like this, they're shattering uh, the rituals of American life. Uh, we can't have a, a parade. We can't have a birthday party. We can't have uh, any kind of uh, event in our churches and our schools without the fear of some maniac out there with a gun. And, the, and, and again, we'll talk about this a little more later. Uh, yes, he used a gun, but it was a person who did this. I'll read you something a little bit later on my on my point about that, because even one of the news reports said he did this, he did that, he bought a gun, he went to the roof, he wore these clothes, he shot. He did it. Uh, whether it was a car, a knife, or a gun, he did it. And we try to take the responsibility off the people all the time. I don't get it. Maybe some of you understand that. Do we need to make sure it's hard to get a gun for people who especially shouldn't have them? I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm getting ready to buy a gun because I'm afraid we're not going to have that opportunity later on. But in any case, uh, by the way, someone commented uh, they were watching the live feed, and they commented on my lovely blue shirt. Uh, I usually wear black, as does Larry, because it's so thinning. But here's a lovely blue shirt, and uh, if you'd like to see it, you can see it streaming live on Rumble.com, Larry Connors USA on Rumble.com. And by the way, I do need a new roof, and I will be contacting John Beal. So thank you for that. Uh, here's, a, here's our friend Liz Cheney. She's got a few things to share with us. Let's, let's take a listen. What kind of man uh, knows that a mob is armed and sends the mob to attack the Capitol um, and further incites that mob um, when his own vice president is under threat, when the Congress is under threat? It's, um, it's just it's very chilling, and, and I think certainly we will... Um, you know, continue to present to the American people what we found. I have greater concern about what it would mean um, if, if people weren't held accountable for what's happened here. I, I think it's a much graver constitutional threat if a president can engage in these kinds of activities and, um, you know, the majority of, of the president's party looks away uh, or we as a country decide you know, we're not actually going to take our constitutional obligations seriously. I think that's a much, a much more serious threat. Uh, she goes on to comment that a man as dangerous as Donald Trump should not be in the Oval Office ever again. Um, okay, that's her perspective. I would say I pray that someone as dangerous as Joe Biden never gets in the Oval Office again because I can't afford to live in America if, if that continues. And there's a lot of other things as well. Um, so that was Representative Liz Cheney, if you didn't know. She's, she's a Republican, a little uh, leaning a little uh, on the left there, but uh, she's commenting on the January 6th incident, which is all over the news. I'm not going into a lot of it. I, I think it's worthy of a lot of that um, because so much of the testimony that's come out has been bogus. You, you might have heard recently of the Casey Hutchinson testimony, uh, and they say she was brave, courageous, patriotic. She stood up 
But unfortunately, her testimony was later found out to be filled with lies. Um, she spoke as if she was there, and she was not. She spoke on behalf of a person who told her about another person who told her the things that might have might have happened, like grabbing a steering wheel that actually couldn't have been physically done at that time. But they rushed her to the witness stand, and the committee exposed itself to criticism because they failed to thoroughly vet her claims. And uh, But the thing is, they, they want to get it in the news. Hey, Trump went crazy. He started throwing ketchup around. He do- dove on the thing. Whatever happened, whatever not, they want to. It doesn't have to be true. It just has to be out there. That's how. That's how the media is. You know that. I'm not telling you anything new. So far, uh, they haven't had any Secret Service folks to substantiate those claims about what happened in the presidential SUV. But uh, some anonymously said they're prepared to contradict uh, what she said. Another Secret Service, Bobby Ingle, denied that Trump grabbed the steering wheel or lunged in, at, at, at all. And uh, the White House Chief of Staff, Tony Arnato, denied telling Hutchinson that that happened because that was one of the people she said she heard it from. A lot of other stuff there. But, you know, let me tell you something. The Capitol riot is such a big deal, January 6th, and it is. Shouldn't have happened. Terrible that a policeman shot one person. But let's compare that to what happened with a year or two ago with the, the Black Lives Matter riots. We're talking about the, the riot on the Capitol. Terrible thing. Lasted several hours. The BLM riots lasted seven months. Seven months. Um, of course, the BLM BLM riots were condemned by Republicans, and the Capitol riot was condemned by Republicans and Democrats, as well it should be. All these should be. But uh, Democrats did not condemn Black Lives Matter. Uh, it was actually encouraged by media and politicians. Uh, there were those who, I mean, the quotes are back there. I'm sure Larry played them for you in the past, but... You know, we need to go out on the streets. We need to do... Yeah, okay. So hundreds of small businesses were destroyed. Hundreds during the Black Lives Matter riots. No small businesses were destroyed on January 6th. None. Zero. Thousands of protesters, they didn't blow up their own buildings. I mean, I remember what happened back in Ferguson where they burnt up their own neighborhoods, their own businesses. I used to love going to the Ferguson, the burger place there. I don't remember what it was called, but a great hamburger place. They had to close down. Burn out that area, and they couldn't afford to reopen. So that's a great idea. Destroy small businesses, especially in your own community. Um, January 6th, it's true. One federal building was damaged. Terrible. Shouldn't have happened. One federal building. Black Lives Matter, 150 federal buildings were damaged. 150. But that's not the – They're not. where's the, where's the big uh, – Congressional hearings and the big decision, court decisions. And where's everybody in jail? No, they were bailed out of jail. And this was encouraged by congressmen. Protesters in January 6th were confined in, in solitary confinement. And it was a 9-11-like commission that is going on being pushed by Congress. There's a big difference. We, we, we play at both sides. It's going to change. It's going to change in November, folks. Uh, and the liberals know it. The left knows it. They're shaking in their boots. And uh, some of them, you know, so many of these... Uh, Liberal congressmen and actors and musicians, they threaten to leave America every time they don't get their way. Go. go. Who's holding you back? Seriously. Who's saying, no, please, please, uh, Bette Midler and uh, who are some of the other people that are talking? Oh, Chelsea Handler. Please stay. We want you. The, you are the voice of America. Our athletes and entertainment and actors, you're, you're the voice of America. Please don't leave. Uh, nobody's saying that. So if you threaten to go... Uh, bye-bye. See you later.
Here's what happened. Here's a, there's another thing that happened on January 6th. If you go back to January 6th, when all this stuff happened, 2020, here's some tragic news. Gas was $1.93 per gallon. There was zero inflation. The supply chain was functioning well on January 6th. The economy was at its strongest in 50 years. The border was controlled and secure. The Taliban was not armed with U.S. artillery. There were plenty of workers in the labor field. Stock market was at record highs. 401ks at record highs. Interest rates at record lows. But then... Somebody walked into the Oval Office on January 6th, 7th. Joey Biden. Thank you, Joe. You've taken all those things that happened on January 6th, and I'm not talking about the negative bad things that we all say were bad. I'm talking about American people, the economy, inflation. You've taken all those things that were at the greatest time in America, and now you've made it the worst. And it only took you, what is it, less than two years? Amazing, Joe. They say Joe doesn't work fast. That he's really slow-paced, he doesn't get anything done. He got a lot done. Dollar ninety-three again. I think it's seven dollars in Northern California where we go now. Anyway, and they're saying that Trump ideas are being floated. You know about he's obstructing justice and conspiracy to defraud the United States, seditious conspiracy. Um, and of course, his defense is, I denied doing anything illegal. So I mean, you know, you can't say that. He, he, they're trying to prove that he acted with corrupt intent, but if he didn't. They're going to have a hard, hard time. Uh, do we have the uh, the latest little clip I had today, Hunter Biden? Play that Hunter Biden clip. Let's listen to that real quick. Why is there a voicemail of the president talking to his son about his overseas business dealings if the president has said he's never spoken to his son about his overseas business dealings? Well, first I'll say that uh, what the president said stands. So... If he, if that's what the president said, that he, that is what stands. And you second, secondly, but secondly, secondly, business dealings. And he says, I think you're clear. How is that not him talking to his son about his overseas business dealings? We're not from this podium. I am not going to talk about alleged materials from the laptop. So I will. I am not. Voice on the voice I am not going to talk about alleged materials on the laptop. Are it's you not happening. Then that it is not. Peter, I refer you. To uh, to his son's representative, I refer you. It's not happening. I'm not going to answer your questions because what the president says goes. Well, I mean, Corinne, she's is Corinne Jean Pierre. She's the White House press secretary, and of course, uh, it's hard defending President Biden. It really is, and she has to sit up there and say, "I cannot answer that question truthfully because whatever the president says goes. It doesn't have to be true, but whatever he says." goes and then uh she goes on to she goes on to say this or he goes on to say this this is the voicemail itself it's a palace dad it's 8 15 um on uh, wednesday night the chance to be called nothing nothing urgent just want to talk to you i thought the article at least if they're not online it's going to be printed tomorrow in times was good i think it's clear huh. <laughs> he's telling his son uh you know, we got it off the front page. I think you're clear. But yet he denies that this even happened. And yet we have, thanks to Hunter Biden. Why does Hunter Biden put his his voicemails on his computer? The guy's a genius, at least from the side of the Republicans who are trying to defend this whole thing. But, uh, but what the president says, according to Corinne 
Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, is what goes. She didn't say it was true. Note that. She didn't say what the president says is true. She just said what the president says is what the president says. Okay, well, we get it. And I loved loved Joey talking to his son, Hunter. Hey, pal, uh, this is Dad. Uh, you know, uh, we got that off the paper, and it's 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 all it's it's all good. I think you're clear. Okay, he wasn't talking about acne. He was talking about <laughs> never mind, Joe, Joe, Joe. It's gonna be hard. It's just gonna be so hard to see you go. But he needs to. He needs to go, and we're gonna make those decisions when we vote. Uh, President Biden and the White House don't want to talk about endless issues, not just this issue of uh, Hunter's, you know getting all this money from Ukraine and all the other things that are coming to light. Let's go back to January 6th, he says. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how we're not able to kill babies like we wanted to. Uh, let's talk. Let, let's blame Putin and the gas companies on the major gas issues we're having. It's not the fact that I cut off all the uh, the drilling and all the sites in America. And, uh, boy, I read an article just a minute ago. If I can find it, I'll read it to you after the break. We're sending We're sending oil right now. Millions of gallons of oil to China, Brazil. We need it. But we're sending our reserves. I read this on Breitbart today. Breitbart. I'll I'll read it to you later. We're sending our reserves to China. Of course, why not? China is our friend. We need China. Well, you've got two years left to make a difference for the American people, not just to defend yourself and and to have your back. Uh, Oh, yes, and COVID. COVID's back, too, President. One of the things you said when you came in, I'm going to get rid of COVID. That sounded like Richard Nixon, but that was Biden. We'll be right back. We begin with the war in Ukraine, where intense fighting is raging for control of the city of Lysychansk. It is the last stronghold of Ukrainian resistance in the Hansk province in the east. After weeks of clashes, Lysychansk is now the subject of competing claims. Russian-backed fighters say they've brought the city under their control, a claim the Ukrainian army denies. Today, the Russian army continued to hit our cities with missiles. As of just this evening, there have been six missile strikes, a total of 12 missiles. In Mykolaiv, in the Donetsk region, airstrikes have continued. Brutal hostilities continue along the entire front line. In Donbass, the epicenter, of course, in the cities of the Luhansk region. That um, that last clip was uh, the interpreter speaking on behalf of Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, who is, uh, as you've seen in the news, an amazing person. And I'm told he'll be running for governor of Illinois if Pritzker doesn't, <laughs> doesn't run. Uh, he'd be a great governor of Illinois. You know, it's kind of amazing. This guy came from the entertainment industry, like some of ours have, you know, uh, President Reagan and Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
But they have, they have a good head on their shoulder. Arnold, by the way, sent an awesome message to the Russian army because he had friends in Russia and said, guys, you don't know what you're doing. So Zelensky's been amazing. But the battle continues in Ukraine. We, we kind of forget about it because it's been, what, four or five months now. But I hear about it every day. I have friends, hundreds of friends over there, and people are dying. Lives are being lost. And it's particularly sad because it's so many civilians. Putin is targeting and his orcs. They call them the orcs. The, uh, the Ukrainians call the Russian army the orcs. Orcs are vile monsters, by the way. Um, he's targeting people, civilians. He just, they just hit a shopping mall in the city of Kreminskik. It's southeast of Kiev. And uh, the people said it's, it's, they described it as hell. And uh, killed at least 16 people, injured 59 others at this point. It's the sixth time they said that, that it's been bombed. So, again, Putin and his warmongers focusing on civilians because they, they're hoping it will discourage them. I've heard from several families, and like I said, I have personal friends there. And I want to just read a couple things so that you get a name and an idea of what's happening over there. This is uh, Oleg Stefan, Stepanov's mom wrote this. Our son Oleg was killed on Friday defending Kharkiv. It's hard for me to write anything because it's so sad. He was a very good person, one of the best I've ever known. Oleg was a sincere person, an optimist, beautiful, subtle sense of humor. He inspired us. Oleg defended Kharkiv from the very first day of the Russian naval attack, and he died defending his hometown. That's Oleg. He's a real person. Oleg is a real person who died. And, and Natalia Shinko writes this about her son. I ask you to consider my son, Gumba, who, also known as Ab- Abkhaz, he was killed defending Ukraine. He was only 33 years old. And the same can be said for Andrea Moroshkovi, Vasiv Kozurak, Andrei Kubitsky, and hundreds and hundreds of others, young, barely teenagers, and, and even some older, 40, 50, 60 years old, who are fighting, losing their lives. There was a story about a six-year-old girl and another two-year-old girl found in the rubble of their home after it had been bombed. So, um, you know, what, there is some good news. Uh, some people, one lady wrote, uh, Paulina Chervaka says, My son, Azevek, is alive. He was released from prison. And uh, I understand that 144... Ukrainian soldiers were released in the last couple of weeks. Now, there's 2,300 more that have been captured by Russia that haven't been released. So uh, we're praying that uh, those folks will be released. My, my good friends Igor and Lena have gone back into the Kiev area in Ukraine, and uh, they're trying to rebuild the seminary in Irpin that was bombed. I sp- spoke in Irpin for the last 20-some years and done concerts there, and that, that city has been destroyed. The seminary was destroyed. And Igor's gone back, and he's trying to rebuild and start over. I, I pray it happens. I don't know. Like I say, it's not looking good in the past few weeks. Russia's really shelling big. But I also understand they're running out of ammunition. They're running out of money. Uh, let's pray that continues. Uh, so coming up in the next hour, we're going to hear uh, in the next segment, Rick and Trish Mathis from Mission Gate Prison Ministries. And then later on in the hour, Bridget Van Means from Thrive. You're listening to Larry Connors USA. I'm Randy Mayfield. We will be right back in just one minute. You stay with us because it's going to be exciting. I want you to hear about prison reform and what we're doing in St. Louis, particularly with Mission Gate. So coming right up is Rick and Trish Mathis. Stay with us on Larry Connors USA. You can email Larry at LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. 
Ackerman Toyota believes when you need service, you want genuine parts, certified mechanics, no hidden cost. You get all of that with Ackerman Toyota. Plus, if you're ready for a new car or pre-owned, see what Ackerman has on the lot or what's coming. Ackerman Toyota, Hampton and Interstate 44. Ackerman Toyota for life. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. You'll often hear the claim that the United States is the freest place on earth, a bastion of personal and societal freedom. For such a supposedly free nation, we sure have a lot of people behind bars. We're going to focus specifically on the U.S. prison system, a system that, by just about every metric, is the worst in the developed world. Let's start with some basic facts. The U.S. has the most incarcerated people of any nation on Earth, both by sheer numbers and per capita. We love being number one, don't we? We're number one in incarcerated people. 1.5 million globally in prisons, but more than 2 million here in the United States of America. Welcome back. This is Larry Connors, USA. I'm Randy Mayfield, sitting in for Larry today, and I want to talk about some prison reform and specifically what's happening here in St. Louis as one in four people go to jail and uh, the one in four that go to jail will be arrested again. So we want to talk about recidivism and different things like that. Joining me right now, ladies and gentlemen, my good friends and special guests, founder and executive director of Mission Gate Ministries, Rick Mathis, and his lovely bride, Trish Mathis, co-founder of Mission Gate and executive aftercare director. Rick and Trish, welcome. Amen. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Larry. I mean, thank you, Rick. Don't 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 go crazy. Amen. That's me. That's me. I'm the executive director. <laughs> I haven't, you know, I haven't seen you guys in a while, and I think I, I think I figured it out. You have strategically been planning your meetings when I'm out of town. I appreciate it. I travel a lot, but I can't go to any of them. Well, we, I'm not here. We don't want to interview you in, in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I'm going to Iraq. You can interview me there. Actually, I'm going somewhere between Iraq and a hard place. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll be here all week. Oh. Guys, it's great to talk to you. Uh, it's been said that Mission Gate is the last chance for many men and women coming out of prison or rehabilitation to create a new, healthy, and meaningful life. Why is that? Why is Mission Gate the last chance here in St. Louis? Well, there's uh, not a whole lot going on in uh, rehabilitation and uh, reintegration of the uh, men coming out that love the Lord. And uh, so, you know, they they make, a, they make a choice to come with us. They better be dead serious. Yeah, I figured that's Trisha's department with the aftercare. I'll let her tell you about the recidivism. Yeah, yeah I want to talk. I want to talk to, about that in just a second. But but tell me, Rick, wh- what is your story? That might help people understand. Give us just a brief outline of your story and why you have such an interest in uh, working with prisoners and prison reform. Well, I was out the door at 13 years old on Eight Mile Road. So if you saw the movie Eight Mile Road, yep. you know right where I was walking, and. Uh, and uh, at 13 years old, I was drinking and uh, using drugs and stealing cars and doing all kinds of crazy things for until I was 38. And when I was 38, I had enough. I uh, put down alcohol, drugs, picked up the Bible, and I uh, decided to do something. And uh, so for two years, uh, I needed to stay the Word. And for two years, I flew around the country 
researching prison ministry. And then after four years of being a Christian uh, with Jim Taylor and Brenda Taylor and Trish and I, we formed uh, Mission Gate to help others that were in the condition I was in, because I knew I could do that. Yeah, you mentioned Jim Talent. I did. I did call Jim. He's out of town today. He would have loved to have been with us, but he's out of town. We'll talk to him at another time. But I know Jim and others. I was on your board for a while. Helped uh, shape what you're doing. Now, now, did you you did you actually do some time in jail or prison? I've been in and out of uh, jails, uh, but not uh, convicted of a crime. Okay. All right. Well, that's. It, you, you get a little bit of the experience, but not quite uh, the whole prison thing. Yeah, I had I had plenty of experience, and uh, for the grace of God, I would have been in, in prison. I I feel more comfortable in a jail than I do in church. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's unfortunately true. You know, I you know I go I go in a lot to uh, prisons to to ministry and sing with my band and do stuff, and uh, I often tell the guys, uh, "You're here because uh, you got caught. We're all sinners. We've fallen short of God's glory and grace." and we all really belong to be incarcerated in one way or another, quite honestly. Uh, certainly to, to die, but because of Jesus, we, we have life. Trish, the lovely Trish, who really makes this ministry go. I mean, and I mean, and I mean that in the best way, Rick. Nothing, to, but it's it's like why? Who am I? Why am I who I am today? Because of Sharon. I know that. Uh, so I am the head of the house, but Sharon is the neck. And I know Trish, you're the neck of this ministry. You yeah. turn. I think. Tell us She's a little beautiful. bit. Beautiful. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Your wife, a beautiful woman, that's for sure. Thank you. In and out, she is. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. Listen, She doesn't listen to me on the radio, so I'll have to tell her to tune in later and listen to you say that because it's, oh, it's okay. very kind. You're a beautiful woman, too, and you take care. You're in charge of the aftercare programs. What does that mean? When, when someone comes out of prison, you provide aftercare. What do you, what do you provide? What does that mean? Right. We, well, first of all, I wanted to go back just a little and say why we provide aftercare because when we started, there – uh, the Department of Corrections didn't really set up home plans for people, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. people started getting out of prison and jail. So we would go in and tell them about the Lord and His saving grace, and then they would get out. They would call us from phone booths, and what do I do now? They'd be right back in the city that led them to the drugs and alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So the Lord just really placed it on my heart to help people. And as you know, Randy, we started in our home. We never imagined we were going to have an aftercare program like we do today. But um, that's how how we started. And little by little, the Lord just kept growing and growing our ministry. And to answer your question, what would happen is they would get out and they would have absolutely nothing. So we help them with whatever they need to get going. But it's not a treatment center. It's not a homeless shelter. It's a place where they can be discipled. We can uh, help them with all of their needs from driver's license to, you know, just even ID, shoes, socks, bedding. Yeah. And then it comes to a point where then they're expected to learn how to care for themselves. And that's what I really like about it is that when they graduate, they are ready to really make a difference in the world. They've learned how to work full-time, and they really do good in the community. Yeah, you have you have some great homes for men and for women, and I think one of the strongest things about your your annual banquets, the September Fest, is that you have these folks get up, 
you know, you can bring in a big name Jim Talent or a big name musician like Randy Mayfield, but that's not, yeah. <laughs> but that's not what matters. I think what matters is when you have folks who've come out of prison and share the story how you, through the love of God, cared for them and how they've turned their lives around. Hearing the testimonies of those people is amazing. And that that is what it's all about is, um, you know, what what the Lord does. Um, it, you know, I we've heard so much about soft on crime, tough on crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And none of it really works. We we've been doing this since 1985, and truthfully, what we see that works is the Lord Jesus Christ yeah, yeah. in their lives. Yeah. And, for um, wanting to live the way he wants them to I just live. I just want to add this, that uh, it may sound very naive and corny to you, uh, but friends of mine have told me that we're doing this because no one told, we could, told us we couldn't. Yeah, no, and that's good. That's good. One, one is, um, they don't need a drill sergeant. They need a hug. Oh, amen. And you know... Right, and number two, number two, let me say number two, is they need employment and dignity of earning their own dollars and making a life for themselves. Mm-hmm. Amen. We got, we got employers that are buying us vans to bring our people to their factories. Uh, it, it's nuts. Uh, you know, most of the factories in the area of Cuba are all graduates of Michigan. It's almost like Michigan is taking over the whole town. That's awesome. Um, that is awesome. They, they love us, but it's, 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 they don't need to be yelled at. They've, been, they've had that all their lives. They need to be hugged and treated us really well with our uh, animal uh, ministry also. We've got uh, dogs and chickens and, and horses and yes. cats. And, yes. and these I, guys just love this sort of I want to come out and ride the chickens sometimes. My wife is a horse person. She'll ride the horses. That'll be great. And, and, like, <laughs> and like Trish said, you know, the government has had their, what, their first step, second chance, all these programs that just don't work. Because if you if you have that missing element, the love of people and the love of Christ reaching out to these people and making a difference. People say, oh, the church prays about it and they don't do anything about it. No, they do something about it with Mission Gate. And that's why I want you guys to hear about it today. My brain, uh, finally, after all these years, it's, we're not mercenaries, we're missionaries. Amen. There's a big difference between getting a job and being a part of the kingdom and a ministry. And most ministries, it's a job. How many, what, what do I get per hour? When do I get a 15 cent raise? When do I get, you know, it's a yeah. job where this is a lifestyle, it's a ministry, we're serving Jesus, and we're not looking back. Amen. amen. We've got 30 seconds. Can you tell us, if someone wants to get involved to help you with the ministry or find out what's going on, how can they reach you? Is there a website or something to go to? Yeah, go to um, missiongateministry.org and call us at 636-391-8560. And also look at our website, and you can even email us at info at missiongateministry.org. Awesome. Missiongateministries.org. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick and Trish Mathis were with us today from Michigan. Thank you so much. And we're going to be right back with Larry Connors, USA. You can connect with Larry on Twitter at Larry Connors, USA. The other day, some listeners saw me in Cafe Napoli, and one said, we see you here all the time. <laughs> I said, yes, you do. I am the Cafe Napoli ambassador. Truth is, I've been a Napoli customer for decades, when there was only the Clayton location, then Town & Country, now St. Charles. Trust me, you'll enjoy great food, drinks, service. Cafe Napoli, Clayton, Town & Country, Streets of St. Charles, and tell them the Cafe Napoli ambassador sent you.
This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. Is there anything in scripture that says Messiah will be a great military leader? There are many things about scripture that you cannot understand yet. Then that is okay. That is fine. You have many years ahead of you. And God does not reveal all things at once. But children, what if many of the things that our people think about how we are to behave and how we are to treat one another are wrong. You want things to be fair. When someone wrongs you, you want to right it. And you know who else loves justice? But what does the Lord say in the law of Moses about justice and vengeance? Vengeance is mine. Yes, very good. Very good. Boys, pay attention. She doesn't even go to Torah class, huh? I love that line. Boys, pay attention. She doesn't even go to Torah class. That is a clip. That's actor Jonathan Rumi. He plays Jesus in the popular TV series The Chosen. I don't know if you've heard of The Chosen or watched it yet, but if you have not, it doesn't matter if you're a follower of Jesus. It doesn't matter if you – what's your opinion? It's an excellent television program. It's it's the best Christian movie television program I've ever seen. Now, The Passion of the Christ was done very well, but it's, you know, it's obviously difficult to watch. I watched it once. I couldn't watch it again, but it's truth. But The Chosen is amazing. It's available on the Angel app or on the Chosen app you can get on your phone or your laptop. It's on Netflix and YouTube. Just look up The Chosen online. Their first two series have been completed. Uh, I think there's eight or nine shows in each series. It is an amazing program on the life of Christ and his disciples. It's mostly about the disciples. And uh, trust me, it's not like any other Christian program you've seen. Every person is real and down to earth, and it stays true to Scripture, but it kind of lets you see what's between the lines of Scripture. Everyday life with Jesus and his disciples. One of my favorite scenes was Jesus walked in after they had done something, and the guys, he said something to the disciples, and they looked up at him, and Jesus just goes, too soon? (laughs) And I thought, you know what, Jesus, that's the way he spoke. One of my favorite uh, scenes in in the movie, uh, Jesus that was done years ago uh, by Campus Crusade was when he's walking down the street, again, not written in the Bible, but certainly uh, most likely true. He came down the street and was going by some little kids, and he just looked over and said, hi. You know, we don't get those real moments with Jesus and his disciples. This show gives you those moments. And like I say, the quality of the acting, the sets. And here's what's really wonderful. In this next season, you have a chance to see Yours truly, Randy Mayfield and his beautiful bride, Sharon, in The Chosen. Now, it's going to be difficult because the scene we shot last month in Texas was the feeding of the 5,000, and there were 5,000 of us there. But I watched a video the other day online about the shooting of The Chosen, and I was in it. And unfortunately, I was standing on the sidelines on my cell phone. <laughs> uh, anyway, watch The Chosen. It's, it's, it's so awesome. And I think you'll enjoy it. Some real quick news clips before I, I finish out uh, this hour. Um, I, t- I mentioned earlier that we're we're giving gasoline to China. Now we're giving uh, chips and technology to China. Georgetown University Center for Safety and Technology said chips are finding their way into the People's Liberation Army from America. 
We're helping them arm themselves. We're helping them do all kinds of things. Shocking details there. Uh, another one, a woke employee was fired. A woke employee of the multinational music company Universal Music Group got fired for refusing to do work and sending controversial emails after the Roe v. Wade abortion verdict. Instead of sending out the company's music schedule to the email list, this woke employee told subscribers he cannot work at this time because he is mourning due to restricted abortion access. Okay, that's really woke. Michael Lopez was that guy. In other big news, I think you know this is important. Joey Chestnut, 38-year-old Joey Chestnut, defended his hot dog eating title yesterday by eating 63 hot dogs and buns, his 15th championship. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless America. Joey Chestnut down 63 hot dogs. I can't down two. This is not so good news, but I, hopefully it will turn out well. Carlos Santana, who was here doing a concert uh, with uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, on July 1st, just a few days ago, he collapsed during a show last night in Michigan as a result of heat exhaustion and dehydration. He went to the hospital, and they say he was carried off stage, but he is doing well, and we continue to pray that he'll, he, he will do well. I had the opportunity to meet him when I was in California. He lives up near San Francisco area. We were in a restaurant, and there he was at the next table, and I said, hi. And, of course, he looked over and said, hi, Randy. How are you? No, he didn't say it. But he was very, he was very complimentary, very nice. He was a good man. Uh, we're going to come back. I mean, I want to read you something from a friend of mine who wrote about kind of the sadness of the past month and even the past few months in 2022. And uh, I'll start it out for you. We've got a, what do we have, a minute left here? I'll start it out. She says, uh, this is from my friend Helen Herndon. She's a, a great woman that I've known for many years. June 2022 was sad and lamentably a month clearly revealing the nation's low ebb of moral integrity and steep decline in righteousness. Uh, she's she's referring to the Pride and Sex, uh, what was it, Pride Month last month, and all the immorality, the, the rainbow flags flown on the White House and everywhere else. And uh, some might prefer to remember June 2022 20, as the 24th day in which the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. That's a positive thing. It was a historic and positive ruling. However, the outpouring of protests against this decision are being hyped up by media. 2022 kind of brings us back to paganism of ancient Greece and Rome. And it's a sad and lamentable time. Helen Herndon from Central Presbyterian Church, freelance writer, former missionary to the Arab and Muslim world in France and North Africa. Thank you, Helen, for those words. And uh, stay with me. Joining me the next hour, Bridget Van Means. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. <laughs> 